our body really wants to like just make sure we are in a survival mode pretty much applicable to our life how we live our life unless and until our basics are covered food clothing shelter is my basic if i don't have this covered having a dream of a bigger car better relationship better job is is, is just going to be in the air same applies to our body so unless and until my survival is not guaranteed which is like my digestion my uh thyroid my other vital organs that actually help me move around the body it, doesn't allocate any resources to the hair no it will in fact tap into the resource of your hair that's right to power through because sure. it doesn't care if you have beautiful hair wellness is more than just physical health it's your total well-being find out how to have a healthy balanced life have a healthy body through exercise nutrition and engage the world through learning problem solving and creativity talk wellness with anjan this episode of talk wellness is powered by the reconnect heartfulness initiative the heartfulness initiative is a seven dimensional wellness enablement program for you to be at your best human condition through a scientific approach to mental health and overall well-being reconnect believes in the power of love empathy and human connection in healing mental illness and empowering humans to be aligned with their purpose for holistic growth be a part of the mental strength movement visit reconnectheartfulness.com talk wellness with anjan on this show today we have an ex dentist turned wellness and hair educator she's also a sound healer and her mission in life is to spread the importance of incorporating holistic rituals that cater to the mind the body and the soul and the spirit before the troubles reach to the surface she's also a hair wellness and scalp care expert and she's also a hair educator it's up a privilege to have Dr. Manisha Pandit. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you Anjan. That introduction was amazing. Well, I feel so good. <laughs> well, you are a hair and wellness and scalp care expert and for those of you watching this uh, and not listening to it, you can see it. Thank you so much. So it, it's been quite a journey from being a dentist to now a product creator and a hair educator. Uh so yes it does confuse a lot of people uh when i tell them what i do for a living uh but in all essence i have just been following my soul mm. and uh doing things that resonated with it and the more i do that uh the more things flow to me and i i'm just loving this flow so tell us about this journey how did you get into hair education and how did you become a hair wellness and scalp care expert uh so i graduated from uh institute of integrative nutrition around 4 years ago uh while i was still having my 9 to 5 and i was juggling between having weekend clients and a job mm. uh well 2020 back forward we had a lockdown and uh being a woman i saw clumps of hair falling mm. your because, own hair yes my really? own hair yes so so every time somebody says oh it must be genetics you can tell them no even my hair was falling of course yes genetics is only 20% of your being mm. i would say 80% is your lifestyle is your products sure so coming back to the lockdown i experienced a lot of hair fall myself and i think that hair fall was a uh, was consistent over the last 4 5 years that I've been in Dubai and that's why my hair never grew beyond a certain length and I thought okay maybe you know what since I'm in lockdown and working 9 to 5 I should uh, probably uh, take care of myself more uh, and specifically hair 
Yes. And because I was a wellness coach, I, I did have a following of people who used to come to my page to look into uh, some sort of wellness expertise, some skincare expertise. Uh, but surprisingly, uh, my hair content got a lot of uh, attention. People started reaching out to me. Okay, you know what? Can you tell me that recipe, that recipe, this product that you apply? And... Uh, and where, where did you get all these recipes from? Uh, well, this, there was this uh, concoction that my mom used to make when I was really small. And she used to give us this really nice chumpy when uh, it would be a Sunday at home to me and my sister. Chumpy, for those of you who don't know, is like a head massage. A scalp, scalp massage, yes. Uh, and uh, this concoction I would uh, brew in my own kitchen. And uh, that also got a lot of attention. So kind of like your grandma's recipe. My mom's recipe. Okay, my which she got from her mom. Oh, well, I I want to show where she got it from <laughs> okay. because my sister and I were always very kind of inclined towards how we looked. Uh, I don't know where we got that from. Uh, Movies. But, yeah, I guess growing up, right? Yeah. The 90s era. Sure. And uh, well, I just realized that people want a product like this. And I saw a gap in the market and I'm like, okay, maybe I should start selling it off. It's been over a year that I've been selling it on my uh, website, on my shop, and I've sold 5,000 pieces. Oh, that's amazing. What happened first? Did the, the product that you made at home, did that become a super hit with everybody else? Or your, yourself learning so much about hair care and yeah. uh, you know wellness of the scalp, did that come? Which came first? Uh, well, it definitely was my own understanding of wellness and well-being because I was a certified wellness coach. I knew exactly uh, for my hair or for my skin or for my body to feel a certain way, I have to cater it from the inside. Uh, but because uh, people are always looking at um, one-stop solution, mm. uh, my concoction, which is called Mintra now, it's a scalp oil, uh, that got a lot of attention because they realized that, okay, if she's been using it, maybe, you know, if we just use that, it's going to cater to So you to were just all. a walking ambassador and model for your own hair care oil? Uh, kind of, you could say that. But you know what? In September 2020, when I was hit with COVID, I had like one month of time to myself doing nothing. And uh, there was no way I was not going to just do nothing. I made my understanding about this complex system, this hair, uh, because obviously some people came back to me saying, you know, this is not working for me. And I'm like, yes, but you have to be consistent. And, you know, there are multiple theories that we will go into in a while. Uh, I realized that uh, me, if I could give people a tool of a workbook as to how to take care of their hair, not just from the outside in terms of a product, because sure. that's just a single targeted Correct. approach. It includes nutrition and sleep Correct. and mental yes. wellness and yeah. meditation and all the other practices that you're involved in. I curated my online hair care program, uh, which up until September this year, I did like 12 workshops Beautiful. on Zoom having one-on-one -on -one consultations. And uh, I saw in six weeks' time with my consultation product recommendations. People's hair quality was changing. Yes, and so, I, I have like so many real uh, experiences. Yes. So and yeah. Let, let, let's talk about the different theories, theories of hair that you were speaking of a few yes. moments ago. So, you know, before we even dive into understanding why our hair is a certain way, why our hair is falling so much, uh, the basic understanding comes down to knowing that our hair has three cycles. One is the growth phase, which is the anagen phase. There is a resting phase, which is catagen. And then there is a shedding phase, which okay. is the telogen phase. I know it can be a lot of uh, information. No, it's but fine. Yeah. It's fine. That's what this uh, show is all about. Uh, so we need to know that the, the cycle comprises of 90 days. Each cycle? Together. Together. So, the hair cycle so is 90 days. days. Each yes. cycle. So, yeah. 
so when people experience let's say like 50 to 100 hair loss per day it's completely normal because that's your hair cycle mm. the problem only arises when you have clumps of hair falling where you actually notice hair thinning you actually notice a space between your hairlines that is alarming and that needs attention and that can only be addressed when you know the triggers hmm yeah i can categorically tell you what the triggers can be just for everyone let's to know. do it yeah so understanding the pathophysiology of hair loss is uh, critical because our hair is constantly exposed to the environment right now the environment incorporates your pollution uv exposure products styling products like you know i know people who use styling products every single day mm. right so these products have an impact on our hair strands of course another point to remember is yes hair is a dead tissue but it is made of protein and protein carries a charge this charge can be negative positive now depending on what it is interacting with in our scientific term we call something as reactive oxygen species ros is what i uh, address that in most of my workshops so all my students know all these terms now so this ros has a direct impact on your skin when it goes because you know scalp is skin and skin is the largest organ of our body now this ros can directly tell our hair follicle to go in the catagen phase it will tell to stop the hair cycle that's just one aspect mm. right the pollution from the environment so right now we're talking about triggers we spoke about pollution we yes. spoke about um we're only talking about the external factors okay. right now okay now what happens when this ros enters your system mm. yeah underneath the skin you're having cascade of reactions because right. of this that's right it's an oxidant remember that's why i always say i have an antioxidant because 100%. 100%. we are exposed to this every single day of our lives right so once this ros reacts to our skin there is an inflammation sure yeah and inflammation in turn directs your hair follicle to go into the telogen phase now this is in the scalp or uh, inflammation anywhere else also it can happen because of the right ROS. now i'm only talking with perspective to our exposure to environment on the on, on the, the surface on the scalp yes but also this is happening in our body in a systemic level as well yes right uh, so when your inflammation rises to a certain point your body's natural mechanism is to combat it now how will it combat it by producing cortisol sure cortisol puts your hair follicle in a telogen phase in the shedding phase that's why whenever we have some sort of stress at work maybe it's because of an overpowering boss maybe at home because of mm. a dominating partner we see all these symptoms yes so these are the triggers that you should know like this so is why when when people say stress causes hair fall this is a scientific reason and trigger oh, trigger course. behind it yes cortisol oh thank you for explaining that yeah and that is a systemic response to your uh, cortisol <laughs> there's something that is happening even locally in the hair follicle mm. hair follicle itself can also produce cortisol so you see the magnitude of this reaction systemically and locally can exacerbate your hair loss further I'm sure if you're listening now you're feeling a bit overwhelmed with the fact that oh no I never thought so much about is about this but don't worry we're also going to give you some simple and practical tips that you can apply to yeah. get your hair in a better shape no matter what shape it is in now I I do emphasize a lot about stress even in my hair education or even when I do sound healing because Anjan most of us in today's times are in a state of fight flight no matter what yes, true. even if there is no potential threat our body is only preparing us for that next fight for that uh, ne- i don't know what so our 
sympathetic nervous system is on like like it's literally on it's 24/7 mm. whereas our bodies to really like function optimally it needs to be more in the parasympathetic state of Absolutely. activation right so i emphasize a lot about stress because it is number one pre- predisposing factor for many other chronic diseases but also for hair loss most of the clients who come to me they tell me this is their problem and i'm like my product will not help you unless and until you heal yourself from within and unless you can work on that stress exactly and understand what the triggers are very important right so the third point is hormones right i know it sounds very funny but this hair follicle carries so many things within it that kind of directs hair growth mm. uh so DHT is uh, a derivative of testosterone. Now DHT is amazing to get us into libido, puberty, etc. But when it is excess, that's when the problem happens. DHT competitively binds with this androgenic receptor which is in our hair follicle and competes with it for nutrition and that's when we see complete closure of our hair follicle. Sure. What, what is DHT? Dihydrotestosterone. Sure. Uh and this causes permanent hair loss it mm. causes like the hair follicles to completely close down what people call balding exactly that's why you see most of the men walking in a particular uh, balding pattern so most of the clients who come to me i know exactly it is dht excess and i put them on a dht blocker or i'll tell them to consult a trichologist because in some cases it can be a worse case it can also be uh, transformed into a case of alopecia which obviously then it needs a medical help medical intervention definitely so these are the three main triggers talk wellness with anjan this episode of talk wellness is powered by the reconnect heartfulness initiative Be a part of the mental strength movement. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com. Talk wellness with Anjan. What are the other triggers? Well, other triggers are happening systemically in response to all the other factors, right? Uh before we even get into there, it's also good to look at uh, how underserved the market is of hair wellness in terms of how much people are really spending for some sort of hair treatment whether it is invasive or non-invasive. There's an estimate of 88 billion dollar being spent all over the world every year for some sort of hair care program whether it is products or whether it's an invasive or a non-invasive treatment of which 30 million are women who experience a significant amount of hair loss by the time they hit menopause it is half of them who have a significant balding or thinning pattern it's wow. it's staggering it's like half the women when they hit menopause they see hair thinning i mean it's uh, something to think about mm. right 50 million men well, what's the hormonal reason for that uh menopause as i said when so they hit menopause what's the hormonal yeah. reason i meant so the is it cortisol again no cortisol does not uh contribute when women are facing so hair thinning issues so is it lack of estrogen it is when women are hitting menopause there is a kind of an offset that's happening between estrogen progesterone and testosterone so obviously estrogen and progesterone are at their lowest peak because you know she's hitting the menopause and because they are at the lowest peak it is not able to offset the effect of testosterone right sure. because women as women we do have some amount of testosterone the problem only happens when it exceeds a certain mm. value and when this testosterone is excess it converts into dht and that's why we even find women having a very specific balding pattern So that's one thing. When it comes to men, it is 50 million men contributing to this 88 billion uh, dollar revenue where we see by the age of 35 most men 
uh, experience significant amount of hair thinning, hair loss, or even body pattern. And does pattern. it affect? I mean. Um like personal in your experience with your clients does it affect their personal self-worth and what they feel the world should perceive of them or this bald and the beautiful is it really kind of helping men understand that they can be bald yeah and because you have a lot of friends who don't have hair yeah and, and they, we have many common friends yes, and they rock that look so exactly. it's all about uh coming to a point of accepting where sure, they no, but are i'm asking at. you among your clients yes. who you does this lack of hair or certain baldness affect their self worth uh, i have mostly women uh, who get really affected i have girls in the range of 20 to 25 who face this and they do feel this lack of self worth mm. but even boys who've had like really nice luscious hair Uh, and want to prevent it from getting thinner they also kind of like you know have this issue of self worth like you know sure. they are also most of them are contemplating uh, a hair transplant that's which that's right is that something you would recommend hair transplant uh, well i think if uh, it depends on your goals uh, for me i look at every treatment as a holistic approach and <laughs> i mean there's so many now there's prp there's yeah. your hair transplant there's uh, taking some cells from somewhere putting it in your scalp there's so many of those yeah that comes as a invasive procedure but for me when i have a client who has a self worth issue because of hair loss hmm. the first thing and if uh, anyone's really listening to this i want them to like literally write this down because it's it's standard for everyone the number one thing is to get a blood work done Correct. super important uh it's supremely important for you to see how your vitamin b12 is placed uh and again it's uh, one more point that i would like to add here is uh, our body does not really care if you have great hair great skin our body really wants to like just make sure we are in a survival mode pretty much applicable to our life how we live our life unless and until our basics are covered we cannot think of you know having a bigger car like Very food true. food clothing shelter is my basic if i don't have this covered having a dream of a bigger car better relationship better job is is just going to be in the air same applies to our body so unless and until my survival is not guaranteed which is like my digestion my uh thyroid my other vital organs that actually help me move around the body it, doesn't allocate any resources to the hair no it will in fact tap into the resource of your hair that's right to power through because sure. it doesn't care if you have beautiful hair that's what i tell people they say oh you have such a nice big beard i said it's just testosterone i had nothing to do with it exactly so it's all about see you are you're aware of it it for me the number one key in hair wellness is awareness mm. taking the right informed decisions and based on what is it that you're lacking so blood work gives you a real good perspective as to what is it that your body is asking for so vitamin b12 because of the whole trending 100%, 100%, diet 100%, these yes. days uh people it's deficient it's it's a highly deficient vitamin d is highly deficient because people don't go out in the sun enough exactly um the other factors to look into is to please 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 get your thyroid with your antibodies tested because most of the times uh that's where the trick is it's the antibodies which are playing a role in your thyroid affecting your hair loss it's amazing return. that in a hair care and scalp wellness show we're talking about thyroid gut health you know blood work it's so amazing because the truth is everything is connected exactly and that's what uh that's what i realized when i graduated as a wellness coach people never like signed up for my uh programs as much as they sign up for my hair coaches coaching because i realized okay this is a superficial topic yes 
But for me, I thought of integrating my whole expertise that I've learned even from my dentistry uh, days to incorporate biochemistry, mm -hmm. from my wellness uh, coaching days, nutrition, mm -hmm. and of course, my own research on hair. That's why you're like an integrative, uh, holistic, you know, coach. So uh, let's talk about practical tips now on how people can take care of their yes. hair. And uh, let's start with a question from one of our regular listeners. His sure. name is Saeed and he says, does regular sauna or steam bath affect hair health? Uh, well, I myself do hot yoga every day and I absolutely love it and recommend it uh, because again, I'll come back to stress because we need to release all the toxins of our body mm. and what better way? If you're in a tropical country, you just go out and you probably sweat it out and the humidity is high. But if you live in a cold country, I think it's important to have these kind of therapies, which is sure. sauna and steam bath, to not only help your hair, but also reduce your overall body temperature from being too cold. Exactly. But again, I would say like infrared saunas have a, a, a much more powerful impact than a sunlight. Mm. Uh, because or even natural saunas, if yes. not infrared saunas, yeah, yeah. like a natural, you know. Yeah, like, like a, a steam bath. Yeah. Sauna, sauna, not yes. steam. Um, so yeah, let's get into the tips for hair care. So the number one thing, as I said, please get your blood work done. Understand what is it that you're lacking. And then supplement it because our mm. soil is deficient it's mm. not giving us all that we require on a day-to-day -day basis to fulfill our dietary uh, needs the rdas are not met by having a simple dal chawal how we indians eat <laughs> right dal chawal um, is lentil and rice yes so we need to incorporate uh, supplements based on the blood work so it could be either vitamin B12, it could be a deficiency of iron, which is also very, very common. And always look for these values to be above optimum. That's what I sure. that's why I got into the whole surviving and thriving mode because So number one blood work, number two supplements and then? And number three would be to use uh, the right products. It's also important. What, what are right products? Is it like more natural products? Is that right? What's right and wrong in products? Uh, right products would be definitely depending upon your hair type. Uh, we all have a universal pH of 4.5 to 5.5. It's good to use a shampoo or a conditioner and a hair serum, which is in the range of this. And that understanding... So uh, not too acidic, not too alkaline. Yes, mm. it has to It has to be slightly acidic, I would say, because it's a natural way of killing the bacteria off from your scalp and your skin. Uh, and... Uh, the second thing would be, I think I will touch upon it even more, is stress. Like, stop stressing, guys. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when we stress out, not only does the hair follicle go into the catagen or the telogen phase, uh, but 40% of your hyaluronic acid, which is a very potent uh, ingredient that your body naturally can manufacture to keep it, keep it hydrated. And uh, it's also kind of like, you know, keeps your skin quite plump. 40% uh, of it gets reduced. Sure. just when you are exposed to chronic stress. I think that's why you should tune into every single edition of Talk Wellness because this show not only gives you information, it probably also helps you with many, many practical tips on how you can reduce stress. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode of Talk Wellness is powered by the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative. Be a part of the mental strength movement. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com. Talk Wellness with Anjan. Since you mentioned that the diet is the most important thing, one of the most important things for optimum hair and hair well-being, let's get into what kind of diet do you recommend for beautiful hair? Yes, it's extremely important because if your diet is wrecked, all the supplements can go to hell and you will still not reap your results, right? Mm. Protein is my number one 
uh, ingredient that I would say, which kind of helps you not just build your muscle, but also helps you build your hair strands. Hair strand is made of carotene. So say, for example, if you're 50 kilograms, 60 grams of protein is important to be included in your diet every day yes and it's very simple like you know you can just go to fitness pal and you can just like put whatever it is that you're eating and it'll give you the results like how much protein you're consuming so it's not too much of a task as when i because it's out of my personal experience people kind of like you know flutter who's gonna sit and calculate but it's sure. so simple so protein, protein is, number, is one. number one because you need the building blocks first of all the second thing would be to have as little or no exposure to inflammatory foods, mm. right? Explain Be inflammatory foods and types. Inflammatory foods like uh, gluten, sugar, which is probably in everyone's pantry today. These are creating a havoc to our gut system. It's causing gut permeability, which is not allowing the nutrients to assimilate because no matter how many supplements you would have, if you're still continuing to have a pro-inflammatory diet, it's all going to get nullified. At okay, the end so of first the day. is protein, two is reduce inflammatory food substances, Correct. and then? The third would be avoid plastics, avoid heating your food in micro oven mm. because even that carries a lot of, mm, of course. lot of uh, things that your body does not recognize well. True. And because your body cannot recognize these things well, it goes into an inflammation mode to, to combat that. And that's when cortisol is produced. Yes. Right? The fourth thing would obviously be as minimal exposure to toxins. I would say plus. Difficult in a city life. Of course. It, that's why I, I always say minimal because I, I cannot say zero. Mm. And uh, that's why I advise everyone to incorporate some sort of antioxidant, collagen supplements to together. Detox. Yeah, to to detox because it's impossible for us to live in a hundred percent of you know natural environment. True. It's it's not possible. Even the air that you and I are breathing right now is not natural. Very true, very true. We do live in a very unnatural world and that awareness when it sinks in, we make the informed and the right decisions that cater to our overall well being and hair is just an added bonus. Okay. What's next on the diet list? Well, I would say as much as you keep it clean, you know what you're eating and also giving it good energy because anything and everything has energy. So be mindful of what you're eating, yes. spend time to masticate, spend time to really enjoy and relish and don't be on your phone or don't walk while you're eating. Yeah, just mindfully be present. Beautiful. Let's talk about some myths that you commonly hear in your work and in your field which is hair wellness and scalp care uh, what, are, what are stuff that people usually come to you with I, I have a very funny one like when people say like I have a hair a grey hair and if I plug that out I'm gonna get two three more oh, that's wow. that is like and no that's something that even I grew up with well, so where, is, where, where does this come from the, maybe, maybe it comes from, I don't know, just think about it. Uh, maybe the ancients found a way to let people know that gray hair is okay. Don't pluck it out. Well, I don't know. But scientifically, it's because the pigment in your hair follicle is dead. And that's why you're having that that's right. gray hair. And plucking that gray hair out. Yes, that hair will obviously come out gray because the pigment there does not exist. But it's not going to give you the rest of your uh, hair gray. So don't so, pluck it out. Don't plug it out. Just like embrace it. I mean, even embrace your aging gracefully. Yes, yes. Right? I mean, getting older is fine. It's like a signs of aging that people do not really uh, like embrace that mm -hmm. well. 
So, do many people come and tell you this? This this hair myth that yes. if I pluck out one grey hair. Yeah, I mean, this is a myth that I grew up even listening to, and then when I had a realization, I was like, whoa. Okay. Okay. What else? <laughs> the second one is uh, for all the girls who come to me asking for shampoo and conditioner recommendations, and they tell me like, you know, we use sulfate free. Uh, it's all completely uh, organic and natural. I would say like sulfates are actually good. Mm. Sulfates are good. Yes. Uncommon opinion. <laughs> Yeah, sulfates are good in a way and I'll also explain it why because sulfates have an ability to cleanse your scalp. You also find it's a surfactant basically mm. uh, which you also find in your detergents and that's why you ha- have the ability to get such clean clothes and that's exactly what's happening to your scalp unless and until you cleanse your scalp. You won't be able to unclog the pores you won't be able to keep that follicle alive so it's important to use a surfactant uh, shampoo maybe not every day. I would say twice or thrice a month you can use a surfactant uh, full of so shampoo. So these organic shampoos and conditioners they don't have sulfates in them? They do not have sulfates and that's why So sulfate is something added extra. Yes, for the cleansing. But the, if if they're organic don't the natural like whatever if it's sandalwood or gooseberry or whatever don't they come with sulfates? No. No, there there are sulfate free options also in the market, but uh why I recommend to have an actual sulfate shampoo is because when they say sulfate free they add something else to make it worse. Sure. Sure. So have a sulfate free shampoo in your regime so that you cleanse your scalp out. It's a necessary evil shampooing your hair. I mean, I Why do why do you say it's an evil? Uh because you know, every time we wash our hair, we are stripping our scalp and hair of its natural oils. So Which in what what scenario would you have like the best case scenario where you don't have to wash your hair? What when is that? Uh well if you, it also depends on your circumstances. If you're sure. someone who works out a lot and you mm. sweat out a lot, yes, you have to clean that out. But if you can, I would say twice or thrice a week should be the minimum. Like I wash once a week. and then i kind of like moderate between using a dry shampoo making sure that you know the dry shampoo is also used in a more mindful way because there are options what about people who are like surfers or constantly active in water sports their hair is always wet that's what i said it depends on your circumstances mm. but for people like who usually come to me no uh, what's your advice yes, for them yes for them they can just wash it every day if need be with a mild shampoo okay. but again like switch it between sulfate shampoo and a sulfate free shampoo okay and organic shampoos in general do you recommend them or no i recommend them as long as it works for their hair type it's very important as i said like you know i know hair is dead it does not understand what you're using uh but you can feel like a tangible difference in your hair when mm. you use a certain product uh that awareness and mindfulness should be there so it's there's no one size fits all definitely not and that's why my hair consultations now i have narrowed down it to just one on one that's right because everyone has a different need to cater to very true very yeah. true okay what are the myths do you hear commonly Uh, well i also hear a lot of people come to me especially men like you know what my dad was also bald so mm. it's very natural i'm going to be bald so blaming it on genetics basically genetics. and i'm sure this happens to you all the time when people see you and you have lovely hair they say oh it must be genetics i get it all the time and then what do you tell them no it's 20% genetics but the rest is i did work on it of course it's consistency it is uh, an integration of using the right products is definitely 20% as i explained to you what's happening systemically in terms 
terms of your inflammation, in terms of your stress, in terms of your DHT control. Now with DHT, what happens uh, when I get males uh, coming to me saying that it's uh, it's in my genes. No, it's not in your genes. It's because mm. your hormones are disrupted. Correct. Because of your lifestyle choices. Because of your lifestyle choices. And perhaps you haven't used the right products ever in your life. Mm. It's an amalgamation of all the factors put together. Now, I want to go a bit deeper. The hair being just aesthetic, right? Correct. And usually just for people's self-worth to kind of get validation from somebody else and that approval from somebody else, them having a certain perception among friends, peers, society. Does hair care go deeper than that? Where if you don't take care of your hair, it could affect you in other ways? Or is it only aesthetic? Uh, it's uh, aesthetics, yes. I've also had uh, alopecia clients who come to me. Uh, I've also had some cancer survivor patients who come mm, to me. Mm. And it is a very, like, it, it's really serious and it's a really uh, sensitive topic for them, you know. So they come to me because they really think I can help them. Uh, so yes, it is much deeper than just aesthetics because people at the end of the day want to have another organ on their body. Correct. Look so the healthy. Hair, hair functions like another organ. Yes. Mm. And it is a cyclical organ and that's the beauty of it. That's why I explained you the cycle. The fact that it grows in cycles, it's completely reversible. Any damage, any lifestyle choices that you've made up until so far, if you reverse them, your hair, and I think everyone can have beautiful and gorgeous hair. Now, even if you feel a bit detached from how you look and don't care about the aesthetic, uh, still hair care would be good just for your own, you know, pleasure and your own satisfaction. I, I agree, yes. I mean, anything that uh, looks good makes us feel good. And sure. when we feel good, we want to do more things that are good yeah. and aligned to us. Uh, so aesthetics, well-being, even like the mental space. Like, mm. listen, I think a lot of girls would agree with me on this. Like, if you don't have a good headache, you mm. feel like yeah, you, it's the worst day of your life. Correct. I, I, I think this is a myth we should break. There's no good hair day or bad hair day, right? There's just days you haven't taken care of your hair and days you have. Exactly my point. Yes. So another myth broken on talk wellness. Every day is... Every day can be a good hair day. Like people t look at me and they think I've walked out of a salon every day when I'm not. Yeah. I've just been taking care of my hair for a really long time. And I think since lockdown up until now, uh, it has just become a ritual. And I think once when something becomes uh, such a ritual, then it just becomes your second nature. Sure. I think we should have named the show. Every day should be a good hair day. <laughs> the Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. This episode of Talk Wellness is powered by the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative. Be a part of the mental strength movement. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com. Talk Wellness with Anjan. I know we spoke about supplements. Uh, can you list them out? Yeah, so I have a really uh, cool mnemonic for everyone to remember. So A mnemonic? A mnemonic, like yes. Okay. I've just made it so people remember it whenever okay. they're going cool, to cool. buy one. Uh, so it's instead of ABC, you remember IBC okay. and Z. Okay, IBC's, IBCZ. Yes, correct. So what you're looking at is iron. You're looking at uh, B12. You're looking at collagen. I know it's a very controversial topic, but uh, there's nothing called as vegan collagen. 
the collagen that I prescribe is the one with bovine. So yes, that's the one. And it's been uh, backed by research that it really helps you make collagen on are, your own. Are animals hurt in making this collagen? Okay, wait, let's finish Z first. I'm jumping. Zinc. Zinc. So that's... Get a 30 uh, to 50 milligram IBCZ. So that's... Or IBCZ. That's uh, iron, B12, collagen and zinc. Correct. And why are you recommending these four supplements for hair care? These are the basic supplements. I know a lot of people who take like a B complex it doesn't work you have to take b12 on its own mm. and uh, because these all um, things work in synergy you need to have the other components to make their effect sure. more profound in sure. terms of your health i want to spend a moment now talking about collagen and the entire vegan controversy around it so are animals actually hurt uh, in extracting collagen from them uh, well it comes from their bones and uh, what I recommend people is to use the grass-fed version. Mm. Uh, I I know there's a lot of controversy behind how animals are raised, etc. Uh, with all my compassion uh, to that, uh, collagen cannot be... Uh, Manufactured. You, you cannot lab. get it from a vegetarian, vegan source. So, okay. Are there other alternatives for collagen that uh, are there in vegetables and fruits? Uh, well, there is a marine collagen, uh, not, uh, not as... Sure, uh, sure. Perhaps uh, like yeah. seafood. Yes. Okay. But what about vegetables and fruits? Uh, honestly, there's no vegan collagen, but there can be options that can initiate the collagen mm. uh, process mm. in your body. CMOS mm. is a very uh, widely used uh, component to promote collagen production in your body. Now, because I have access to the internet, I just quickly googled. Vegetarian collagen, low price vegetarian collagen. That that's Tofu, just... black beans, pistachio nuts, peanuts, cashews, pumpkin, sunflower, and chia seeds. What are your thoughts on this? That's just not collagen. They're there. saying the most abund abundant amino acids in collagen are glycine, lysine, and proline. And these are available in these plant based foods. These are pure marketing gimmicks to okay. tell people that they are consuming some form of collagen. Mm, mm. But if you look at the type 1, type 3 collagen that your body can manufacture, that's right. uh, it does not cater to that. It so only there's, comes. There's no vegetarian or vegan collagen proteins. Well, as I said, as you just uh, googled, yeah. they have a certain ability to initiate the uh, formation of collagen, but not as profound as the type 1, type 3 that you get from bovine. That's right. And I know collagen also is in all our connective tissues, in our joints. Because yes. in my massage therapy, we learn about that in our bones, in our tissues, in our bone marrow. Correct. And it's part of our connective tissue network. And mm. as we age, uh, it depletes. No matter what you do, how well you're on the diet is... That's why supplements play such a major role in your overall well-being. That's right. Anyway, moving to some standard features on this show. I ask every single guest of mine these questions. So the first one for you is, what's the worst advice you've ever got? <laughs> I I was uh, told, like, please focus on being a dentist and stop, <laughs> like, you know, exploring other avenues of life. Okay. Uh, this is, I think, uh, thankfully, I did not take this advice very seriously. So you moved from teeth to hair. Correct. Uh, but don't you still have the urge to help people with their teeth? Uh, well, I think I'm still helping people and that is my uh, soul's real calling. And mm. I'm just uh, happy that I'm still able to help people in some way. Super. What's the best advice you got? Uh, never stop dreaming. <laughs> I like that. I like that. What has been your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Well, uh, I don't think anything has been my biggest failure. I think everything has been my biggest teacher. Hmm. That's how I look at it. Exactly, as you said. because you learn from it. Yeah, so there have been multiple, multiple lessons. One, choose one. Your biggest. Or the one that comes to your mind now. Okay, you're putting me in the spot. 
<laughs> well, I think uh, quitting my dentistry career uh, was, I think as a daughter, I kind of somewhere let my parents down mm. because uh, they were like, oh, you know what? Expectations. Yes. Sometimes it does uh, affect me in a way that I wasn't really a very obedient daughter. But then you know what? You're living uh, your life. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and you live once. Three people who have been the most influential to you. Uh, my sister. Uh, my sister has had a very incredible What's uh, her name? journey. Her name is Rena. Shout out to Rena. Uh, Rena Pandit. Uh, she is really a woman of steel, in my opinion. And uh, the kind of life journey that she's had, I think any woman in her place would have just given up. Great. So, uh, so I see a lot of inspiration that comes uh, from her. Nice. And uh, I do follow a lot of uh, mindfulness coaches. The two more people who have been the most influential to you. Oh, well, I think there are so many. It's two so people. it's so difficult to pinpoint just two people okay, and give them so much importance on this podcast. So only only sister. Okay. Uh, uh, what are the three, what are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Now this can include books, authors, YouTube videos, podcasts, whatever. I think my my search uh, for self development, my urge to always learn, always grow and evolve has always kept me grounded and uh, allowed me to take the plunge of even doing a sales job that I was overqualified for. Yeah. Uh, I always believed there is room to learn in every place that I will be. Sure. What, what are some of the best resources that you have used, you know, that has helped you along the way? Uh, podcasts and YouTube videos that let's, I stream let's on. Let's name some. I, I love Vishen Lakhiani. Okay. okay, shout out to you, Vishen. He knows how much I love shout him. Shout out to Vishen <laughs> from Mind Valley. I, I absolutely love him. I, I do follow a lot of Sadhguru okay. uh, Namaste, teachings. Guruji. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, there's this guy called Rinveer. Uh, okay. He does this show on YouTube. It's called The Bear Biceps. Okay. I absolutely uh, drew a lot of inspiration cool, uh, cool. from him. Shout out to you. Uh, yes. Fantastic. Uh, what is uh, the most common myth about your profession that you want to debunk? Uh, that I'm all about aesthetics and vanity. Mm, Cage the wow. age is so much deeper than just uh, what I make my clients look and feel. Mm. I tap into their uh, deepest insecurities and make them understand that it is not that it's not the outside that matters. It's what we talk to ourselves mm. at the end of the day and how we deal with it understand make ourselves more and more aware and then look at the surface level do you get this a lot people calling you Wayne uh, I'm sure uh, there are people like, no, nobody's going to come and tell it to me on my face <laughs> sure, uh, sure. but cage the age is a very uh, it does sound like it's a very superficial term mm. but my brand is all about uh, going inside so that it can reflect on the outside beautiful beautiful I call this segment daily routines name something that you do every day without fail Every single day. Well, I do my morning rituals. Which I, are? Which is like waking up, doing oil pulling. I'm not too sure if... Uh, no, yeah. Oil pulling is something that I do on a regular basis. And I uh, kind of gently massage ice on my face a mm. lot as soon as I wake wow. up. Because it allows me to like really wake up. That's a um, cool morning and it, routine. And it's also really good to vasoconstrict your blood vessels and kind of allow them... Th to go in the sort of a stress and shock mode so they can pump all the blood to my extremities and my face. Which is your Including hair my hair and, and okay. my scalp. I call the segment Stress Buster. Five ways or tips that you have to get rid of stress. Uh, 
there are so many ways but i'll five, top five. i'll i'll talk about the ones that resonate with me top the most top 5 for you yes number 1 would be just move movement movement is, is critical Great. it could be dancing exercising yeah, sure. getting moment. yoga whatever uh go and have that beautiful date with your own self that's number 2 even if there's nobody else to take you out on a date okay. take yourself uh pamper yourself uh have a meal with someone uh, you really connect with connect with somebody and have a meal with them number 3 uh spend time in nature nature for and go and dip yourself in the sea because salt has a very incredible property of taking off everything that doesn't serve you salt water swim i love it i call this pursuit of relaxation and i ask all my guests what your thoughts on happiness are thoughts on happiness happiness is uh very uh i know we all chase happiness at every given point in not time not yogis we don't chase happiness we pursue relaxation uh well that's what even i'm doing because i, I think i'm a very much uh so yogi right now so what are your right thoughts now. on happiness uh happiness is an internal thing uh as and when we get out of this logical analytical mind and we just allow ourselves to be and feel every single part of our body what it's trying to convey to us and then give it that honor it that that for me is true happiness beautiful uh, i call this shipwreck if you had to be shipwrecked on a deserted island and you have water food clothing and other necessities what are the two items you'd like to carry with you uh but my phone can i carry my phone please <laughs> okay your phone <laughs> yeah because social media is okay, an okay. integral part of my work I doubt you'll have internet but okay phone and then i'll have a super strong data with me okay so phone and like uh, your own router okay i like that i call this wear anjan's footwear though i'm barefoot today like yeah. every other day if you could step into my footwear what's the one question you would ask yourself that i didn't oh wow <laughs> you literally ask me everything uh but if i really had to think of a question uh i would ask uh, oh what's next are oh, you oh so tell us what's next <laughs> uh well what is next is my product is going to go on amazon and noon very very soon and i'm in the process of making uh, two other skus for hair care hair wellness the formulations are being tested trialed and uh, yeah that's next for me beautiful um i know you probably have this motto written down somewhere maybe in your mirror or on your notebook something that you follow every day it's something that you want to share with everybody listening what my is that my mirror has you are beautiful that's it that's your motto that's my motto you are beautiful <laughs> manisha pandit dr manisha pandit it's been amazing having you on this show thank you so much for joining us on talk wellness it's my pleasure thank you so much for having me once again and i love that deep information you gave us on hair care and scalp wellness uh, thank you it's my pleasure oh, thank you let's get everybody's hair to look better thank you wellness is more than just physical health It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode of Talk Wellness is powered by the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative. The Heartfulness Initiative is a seven-dimensional wellness enablement program for you to be at your best human condition through a scientific approach to mental health and overall well-being. Reconnect believes in the power of love, empathy, and human connection in healing mental illness and empowering humans to be aligned with their purpose for holistic growth. Be a part of the mental strength movement. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com. Talk wellness with Anjan.
I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. And I'd like to remind you that the perspectives that we shared on this show are of my guest and myself only. And you should evaluate if it works for you before making it yours. Always consult your own doctor, therapist and healer before you make any drastic life changes. And we would love it if you could share this podcast link with your friends, your family, your circles and talk about it. That's why we call this series Talk Wellness. We need your support to get the conversation around well-being to be a more prominent one. I would love to connect with you across social media. Look for Meditate with Anjan on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And also, please leave a review. This will help us grow. Our next episode is going to be episode 14 featuring CJ, a biohacker and a fitness enthusiast. And we're going to be talking about the basics of biohacking. Thank you once again for your listening and for your love. Stay relaxed. Namaste. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Talk Wellness with Anjan. I'm really thankful to the Reconnect Heartfulness Initiative for being the sponsor of this episode of Talk Wellness. You can be part of the mental strength movement too. Visit reconnectheartfulness.com.